If you liked hearing Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson provide secrets on negotiating for total compensation, dealing with microaggressions, or simply being able to just be your authentic self, then welcome to season two of Secrets. Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets Season 2, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share their adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. Here are your hosts. Hey, what's going on, Ricky? How you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, listeners, welcome to Secrets. Yeah. And hey, Ricky, before we get started, I want to do a special shout out to Ray Dennis at One Media Marketing, who does all of our, all of our marketing, and Janelle Jack, who helps us with our show notes, our blogs, our newsletters. They have been with us since day one, and we appreciate y'all for helping us look good. So, you know, when people send me messages like, who who's helping y'all with those blogs? I yeah. know as busy as you guys are, you don't have time to do all of that stuff. You don't have time to find find ways putting things on Twitter and in LinkedIn and they write hey th- these are the folks behind the scenes man helping us out you know here so we definitely you know appreciate them uh being part of the secrets family absolutely so look man I hope you know everyone had a good Valentine's Day weekend yeah. and also happy President's Day as well so hopefully folks had an opportunity to kind of relax a little bit you know this is a little r and r yeah yeah especially with this coronavirus you know uh valentine's day kind of serious now no for sure ricky <laughs> it's hard to believe that it's now been over a year since the rona hit the u.s right and it took the rona to prove to everyone that the disparate racial impacts of the vi- virus is deeply rooted in historical ongoing social and economic injustices in this country right yeah man the rona has put a big spotlight on the fact that Persistent racial disparities in health status, access to health care, wealth, employment, wages, housing, income, and poverty all contribute to greater susceptibility to the virus, both economically and physically. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, just all the different things that the virus has impacted, just so true. And, and so we couldn't avoid talking about the Rona and its impact on underrepresented employees during season two. So we got to tee it up today. Yeah, because that's just what we do. Right. So in this episode, we're going to discuss uh, with you in terms of us being able to share stories about how COVID has personally impacted the world around us. We will take a uh, we'll talk about how COVID has impacted underrepresented employees specifically. We will also bring those receipts as we always do. And we'll close out with four secrets on how to support women and underrepresented employees during the pandemic. Yeah, this is going to be a deep episode, Ricky. And and I think about COVID and just all the stories, and it seems to be getting closer and closer the longer we're yep. into this, right? And, you know, just for me personally, I you know, just three instances of it being real close. I mean, I, I just lost a colleague a couple of weeks ago who I'd been working with for many years in the LGBTQ activism mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Pa- just passed away all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the side of the blue, you know, a few few days in the hospital. Yeah. And it is gone. And, you know, I have a dear friend right now whose father's struggling with it in the hospital going through the same thing. And even Kevin's extended family, a lot of them caught it. Yeah. Luckily, they made it through. But still, it's just 
slowly but surely somebody is being impacted by this stuff every single day. Yeah, I mean, it's closing in on us, you know, a lot. And, and the way I think about this is this time last year, we weren't very knowledgeable, you know, about what COVID actually was or how you could contract the virus or even avoid getting it for that matter. Right. right? Like you washing your hands a hundred times, you, you know, trying not to breathe, you know, you do all, all that these stuff. things, That's right? All that stuff. And, and what it comes down to is ultimately because we took so long to kind of deal with it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's inevitable that it gets closer and closer to you. But one thing that we do know uh, as it's getting closer, you know, to all of us, is it's this is real. It's like, real. This is not like a hoax it's or anything like that, right? That. So I've personally had members within my own family, you know, friends and colleagues, as you were speaking about, that are close to me, actually get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the majority of them recovered. But I have to tell you that some of them are still suffering with lingering effects. Yeah, and we don't know, know we don't know what's gonna happen 10, 20 years from now with this thing. Exactly. And you know, in in there's other issues about, you know, vaccines and all of that. But unfortunately, some of the people that we know, as you just spoke about, just weren't able to recover at all and passed away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, rest in paradise to all the the people around the world that we've lost to COVID this past year. I mean, this stuff is real and uh, it it does take a toll on you. It does for sure. And speaking about the world and kind of the global responses, it's interesting, you know, just reading about how other countries responded to COVID versus how we did it here in the U.S. You think about New Zealand or South Korea or Canada, and I think some of the some of the the common threads that you see with those countries and how they've responded to COVID and how we've responded to it is very interesting. But all of those countries had national lockdowns. We weren't doing this state by state or city by city stuff. Nationals. They shut the country down. They shut the shit down at the Just same shut time. shut it down. Same and time. No you excuse. Get, you ain't getting in here. And you ain't getting out either. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. They followed the science and the data right out the gates. Right. They, did, they just let the science and the data dictate how they were going to roll stuff out. They had very transparent and empathetic communication to the public. Yep. And then finally, they've been supporting their people and their businesses monthly. We over here arguing about six hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars. Right. One time things. These folks are getting income every month from yeah. their governments to support them and sustain them. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> you think about what this actually uncovers. I know we're just kind of getting into this, but what this actually uncovers, we're talking about them having a high percentage of their income in some of these other countries to continue living. Yeah. Whereas we're dealing with twos and a whole lot of fews. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like That's right. They act like they're doing something, giving us, giving a little check. Right. We're barely making it. So, but the, the lack of access to actual health care has been like a concern for me. It's, just, it's yeah. just, it's sometimes you pay attention to things. Sometimes you, you, you feel like maybe this won't really get to me or whatnot. But when you start thinking now about the lack of access to healthcare, mm-hmm. like the vaccination disparities, like historical access and distrust, there are, are huge issues. They're right? already because, there. Because it's, it's, it's like, the haves and the have-nots, right? Yep. Like, now we know that the vaccine is something that everybody needs to be trying to take, right? Because you start thinking about from smallpox to, you know, polio to whatever. you like you the get flu. Some, yeah, <laughs> well, you get some of these things, and, and because it's impacting everyone, you know that's going to work. This is not 
the Tuskegee experiment. Right. You know, right. That's here, exactly. Right? That's right. But that that creates that distrust though because we know they've been using us. Yeah, as a, as a <laughs> test subject. As test subjects yeah. on some of that stuff in the past. It makes us a little little shaky about yeah. that stuff. And I, and I totally get it. I totally at the get end it. Of the day, but but it does make you start to think about the system behind this. We've been talking about systemic issues. Yes. You know, for a whole season. We've been living with systemic issues um in our country you know, and around us, you know, for so long, now it really starts to make you have your third eye on your antenna. Oh, for sure. You know, that's right. That's right. You know, it right goes now. up. You're like, hmm, that eyebrow start arching. You're like, what's going on over here? And even further, just the healthcare. The healthcare is interesting because those countries I talked about before, guess what they all have? Universal healthcare. Right. So they ain't got to worry about that either. Exactly. At the end of the day. But you think about the, the impact of COVID on just various industries and communities in the U.S. This one always gets me essential workers. So it's interesting how women of people of color went from being at the bottom of the pile to all, be, all of a sudden being essential, right? We were totally non-essential yeah. before the COVID. Now we're essential and we got to get our ass to work every day and put ourselves at risk. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think about this as like my sister is an essential worker working in the, you know, a hospital system. And it's like pretty nerve wracking at the end of the day where it's like until you start showing symptoms or yep. until this you know, stuff starts to happen, like, you still you need to come to work, right? right? And when uh, PPE, you know, was uh, hard to get, like, we had our essential medical professionals and other individuals That's right. reusing. Reusing you know, stuff. That's right. And some of the things, like, for so long. For so, so long. And we got people out in the fields picking our fruit and our vegetables and stuff that don't have no protection, hardly. E exactly, exactly. So essential, you know, and as we're starting to talk about, like even like the industries that over-index with women and people of color, as we start talking about customer service, retail, transportation, social services, child care. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're blessed to be able to you know, work from home and, yeah. and to do those things. We're privileged but, in that way. But that's not that's not normal for everyone. That's not normal for okay? everyone. And we have some people out there who we call, you know, cousins, brothers, sisters, sisters who are on the front line. On the front line. On the front line. Putting their life at risk every day. Right, right. And and, and can't and, and don't have the connections to go get the cocktail of drugs that, you know, right. Trump was able to get when he was the president, right? Mm -hmm. They can go out there and show out and talk about how this is a ploy or a hoax and, you know, do all of these other things and get sick and can get a cure. Like if we get it. Oh, yeah. It's almost a wrap for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, if if not for you, might be for some of your family that you're around. Family, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No doubt about it. And the other thing that's just come to the forefront, too, is just kind of this, this digital divide, the lack of access to technology. Yeah. You think about the people who are working remote or have to do remote learning and just people don't have the access. I mean, there are rural communities still today that don't have Wi-Fi. They don't have mm -hmm. broadband. They don't have cable. So how are you supposed to learn? How are you supposed to work uh, in those situations? And schools have been closed for a year now. Yeah. Right? But you look at kind of some of those divides between public and private schools and how they're able to to move around and, and wealthy districts versus poor districts. I mean, we talked about this stuff. Like, and I, and I, it's not like we're 
you know, Ricky and Keith Nostradamus, right, <laughs> you know, right. right? We talked about this stuff, right? When, yeah. we, when we spoke about the redlining, yep. when we talked about how they do the districts and, and mm, what all that stuff. Like, at the end of the day, who do you really think is suffering? You don't need to see any facts. That's right. You don't need to see any type of data. Who do you really feel like is suffering? We know the answer. <laughs> we know the answer. Like, some of these kids thrive on being able to have some interaction with folks, mm-hmm. right? And unfortunately, some of our parents, you know, don't have the 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 technology, the knowledge of the technology themselves, or even like the uh, knowledge in the books to be right. able to help to be children. able to help. So when we talked about already being behind, behind. before the the, the uh, pandemic started. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking about how how the divide. That's right. You know, has will, will set us back even further this is like a compounding effect right? right because you're missing a year but you think about all of that knowledge and how it builds on each other for years and years and years to come yep you, you probably lost 10 years in this one year uh, i mean look man i mean when when you think about combining the impact of covid and the social unrest you know with all of the racism things going on Man, it's a lot. Like we just like like this this like I know we talked about, you know, uh 2020 being a crazy year and I know for some people they felt like as soon as January the 1st hit like yeah. it was a mulligan. We just going to do, right. we'll do it again. again. It's going to reset of, the clock. Yeah, yeah none of this uh, stuff nah. counts, right? Nah. So, you you know, look, Teresa uh Robinson who's coming to secrets real soon. Yes, she I, is. I, I she get, is. We got her. We got and, her. And, and look, I'm just going to tell you, get your popcorn ready. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Like Teresa, my sister, um, will, will, will drop some knowledge, you know, on you, but she refers to, you know, this, this period in time, you know, as like coronavirus racism. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, again, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but there's some truth to that, right? That, because totally. we've been able to see, uh, some things rise to the forefront, and we've been being able to see a difference in treatment, a difference in in how we react, yeah. <laughs> you know, to certain things, uh, and when it becomes important. Yeah, absolutely. When it becomes important, absolutely. And for and for Black people, there's just this extra layer of stuff. Yeah. During this whole COVID thing, you think about dealing with the the Make, make America Great again crowd again we've talked about this stuff when was america great well, for a great. lot of people well it was great for some for some yeah the ones that was in power but was we great for them. but we knew the code underneath what that that statement means right mm-hmm. going back to a process right and dealing with all of these people who are running around not wearing masks and denying covid's happening and the anti-vaxxers and how are you supposed to feel safe in an environment like that? And then you couple all of that with all the police brutality that we've talked about and everyone saw full stop last year and continues. And couldn't unsee it. You couldn't unsee you it. You can't unsee this stuff. Because you can see how how we've been able to utilize the media, how we've been able to utilize other uh, forms of communication to kind of change the narrative. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, some of that shit that happened last year, you can't change. You can't you, change. You can't, un- you can't unsee. You can't unsee now. <laughs> you definitely That's can't right. unsee it. You know, and then at work, you know, dealing with white fragility. Okay. And, and, and again, everybody can think what they want, you know, about this this um, concept of, of white, white fragility. fragility yeah. Right. And if you and if you haven't, you know, heard or know what it is, I just advise just just look it up, you know, yeah. uh, for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you start dealing with white fragility during this time period 
Zoom microaggressions, oh right? Oh boy. Uh, and teaching white people about like your your experiences with racism. Yeah. This is a, like a bit of a burden on your shoulders. Absolutely. <laughs> this it's is just a lot more of work. stuff. This is a lot of work, man. It's and a, you still got to produce. Oh, yeah. Hey, you still got to produce. Yeah, that, 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 that's it, man. So, look, when I'm thinking about, you know, this, like in terms of like the impact, like this pandemic is impacting us all. There's not one person no to say that, that, that their life hasn't been changed yeah. or, or they should have said their life has been changed in their routines. I know some people still wilding out and acting silly, yeah, well, you know, out there, sure. right? But the, the impact for me is that the, the pandemic is impacting us all. But it's definitely having an adverse impact on black and brown communities more than others with respect to health, job loss, financial disparities. Yeah. All of those all types those things. of things. I mean, those are just a few. Just a few. But but they big enough. <laughs> but we know what's happening. We know what's happening. No, no doubt about it. And, you know, listening to all this, the moral to the story to me is like, this shit is not going to go away on its own either. It's going to take a whole lot of work to undo everything that's happened. Right. And make progress. And we cannot pretend like we don't see it as we've been talking about. Yeah. I mean, look, and, and people are are in denial. You know, still. Right. But potential negative outcomes in my mind, you know, of covid and its impact on underrepresented employees are look, we, we kind of talked about a few things, but like there is now a widening income inequality and unemployment no you know, issue. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And definitely for our BIPOC and female employees, you know, they will likely be the last to reenter the workforce in many of the industries typical uh, for these employers will be some of the last to reopen and recover if they re, uh, ever reopen. reopen again that's right. at all. At all. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants that's not coming back. Yeah. There's a lot of retailers that are shutting down stores and going to never reopen. Yeah. And that's where our people work. Yeah. And, and, and if we're talking about trying to maybe reinvent ourselves, therein lies the issue. Therein right? lies the issue. So if you're trying to reinvent yourself... You know, people who already are good with that technology are already versed, you know, in it. They'll get the preferred new, yes. you know, uh, roles and we'll be stuck to try to pick up the pieces and get in where we fit in. Try to get in where we fit in. Another potential negative outcome on underrepresented employees is this continued deeper health care disparities. And so, you know, just the added stress that will be on people of color in particular it's just going to be huge. I mean, you think about, I mean, we've talked about this before with the, the stress, the hypertension, the diabetes, all of these healthcare things that pop up for our people are just going to be exasperated because one, you can't get to the hospital if you do have an issue because you can't get in. Two, a lot of people are becoming uninsured because we don't have healthcare coverage. It just, just continues to explode. And then you think about you know, even some of those disparities. I mean, look, you've had to take your, uh, you know, go to your to the to the hospital or to doctor's appointments with your mom. Yeah. You know, I've had to do the same thing with my parents, right? And um, if you're not in the in the doctor's office with them, yeah, it ain't no telling what the doctor told what them. they didn't tell you them, know, what they're gonna or, say, or yeah, do. or even if they're gonna retain or remember anything that they told them, right? right. So they're in, you know, the miseducation or the the miscommunication on whoever's part you want to say. Or the lack of advocacy. I mean, all of those things 
there's already a disparate uh, treatment, mm-hmm. you know, there. And this further exacerbates that, right? Because it's, it's right. like, you can't go in there with them. That's they, right. They, they in there on their own. They in there on their own. That's right. And if you've ever asked your parents when they come back from the doctor, what they say? Mm-hmm. They'll be like, well, they told me I just keep, keep eating keep good eating. And, you know, <laughs> cut down on the salt, you know. That's it's right. like, man, it's I know they must have told you something told more, than more than that. that. <laughs> and if they didn't, shame on them. Right, <laughs> right. right. But, but look, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, you know, Keith, when you start talking about those deeper healthcare disparities. I, you know, I know we touched on it briefly, but another uh, potential negative outcome for me is bigger gaps on educational attainment and the digital divide, yeah, right? Yeah. Black and brown kids have fallen further behind because schools couldn't open, yeah, right? They yeah. couldn't open. And look, we've seen on the news, you know, kids having to, not having computers, mm-hmm. you know, number one, not having good Wi-Fi right. or whatever the case is, but if you are already struggling with maybe learning to read and write and trying to do some of those things, the study groups and all of that stuff, and now you're forced to have to do that on your own, on your and, own. and develop, you know, habits, because what they say it takes, what, 30 days to develop a habit? Yeah. You think about the habits that some of these children will have now mm-hmm. trying to get back, you know, into like a, a, a social environment and we know that some of these kids have been having to do their homework on their phones yeah yeah come on man i mean come on and then you got teachers who ain't technology savvy either trying to teach the kids how to do stuff on technology Mm -hmm. how you think that's gonna work yeah i mean this is look everybody doesn't have you know the, the the same uh, resources, the resources, you know, as as we spoke That's to right. before, and I've seen some of the resources that it would take to actually make schools mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. or close this digital divide in the ro- remote learning environment. And whew. but but Keith, look, man, this is again, this is our opinion. We're just talking about it. I know, again, I, I, people probably get tired of me even saying that uh, we get emotional about it. But we are talking to you about subjects that we know impact our community. Yeah. They impact us personally. Mm-hmm. So we do get emotional about it. But you know what? Forget about the emotion, Keith. Let's just go back to the drawing board, man, and hit him with some of these receipts. These receipts. You got it, Ricky. And, and today we'll share some stats about the inequitable impacts of COVID on women and, and uh, BIPOC employees. And that first receipt, there was a study recently by Qualtrics that found that 34% of men with children at home say they've received a promotion while working remotely, while only 9% of women with children at home say the same, right? Hmm. And 26% of men with children at home say they've received a pay raise while working working remotely, while only 13% of women uh, say the same. And one more. 29% 29% of men with children at home say they've taken additional taken on additional leadership roles or they've been given responsibility for important projects while working remotely while only 10% of women can say the same so like 2 to 1 3 to 1 4 to 1 men are getting ahead and women are getting left behind and and we're all in the pandemic together we all doing the same stuff. Like this is just men with children or women with children. Right, right, right. We're all in this together. So there, there's got to be something there. Like, yeah. and look, you didn't make that up. I didn't make that up. <laughs> right. Look, receipt number two. In a recent Pew uh, Research study, it pointed out that job and wage losses due to COVID nineteen have hit the Hispanic adult uh, population the hardest. Some sixty one percent of Hispanic Americans and forty four percent of black Americans 
say that there are that they or someone in their household had experienced a job or wage loss due to the coronavirus outbreak, compared with 38 percent of white adults. Additionally, most black and Hispanic Americans do not have financial reserves to cover expenses in case of an emergency. Nearly three quarters of black, you know, which is 73 percent and Hispanic adults, 70 percent say that they did not have a emergency funds to cover three months of expenses around half of white adults. Forty seven percent said the same. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we're talking about moratoriums on evictions and and foreclosures and mm-hmm. you know, all of those things. Deferments, yep. Right. I mean, we've already talked about home ownership, who owns homes versus who's renting. I mean, at the end of the day, when you just align all of this stuff up, the pandemic was in most cases the perfect, you know, excuse. Yeah. The perfect excuse to go ahead and, and impact, you know, people of color at a faster rate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if know? you think about those numbers, that means that almost all of us, whether or not we have a job or not, at least has a family member or a friend mm-hmm. or struggling. whatever. Struggling. The struggling and we have to carry that burden also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day. Carry that burden and keep working. And keep working. <laughs> exactly. Show put up on, every day. Put on that good face, Put Keith. on that good face. That's right. Put, get my nice Zoom background on <laughs> and get it together. So receipt number three, there's a study by the Economic Policy Institute last year that showed devastating impacts on black people. Last year, more than one in six black workers lost their jobs between February and April. And as of April, less than half of the adult black population was employed. Less than half of the adult black population was employed as of April of last year. Black workers are more likely to be in frontline jobs that are categorized as essential forcing them to risk their own and their family's health to earn a living. And black workers make up about one in nine workers overall and represent about 11.9% of the workforce. However, black workers make up about one in six of all frontline jobs. So one in nine workers overall, one in six in these frontline industry jobs. They're disproportionately represented in employment, in groceries, convenience, and drugstores, in public transportation, in trucking, warehouse, and postal service, in healthcare, childcare, and social service, way over index. But those are essential workers now, though. They're all essential workers. <laughs> Again, they got to show up right, every right. day. They, they're the ones that are putting their lives on, on the line to keep the lights on. Yes. For the organization. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, essential is you keeping the lights on. Exactly. And before, you know, you think about before COVID, you know, you just walk by these people, turning your nose up at them, calling them all kinds of names and yeah. everything. And now they're essential. Exactly. Exactly. Look, man, it's it's sickening. You know, mm-hmm. is, is basically what it is. Look, receipt number four, the same EPI study shows some disparities that many folks wouldn't think of, wouldn't even think of. So let's talk about the digital divide, right? Yeah, I know I keep yeah, coming yeah, to it because to it. It's, it's, it's important, right? But let's talk about the digital divide. 5% fewer black households than white households have a computer in the home and 10% fewer have a broadband internet subscription. So, Let's not even talk about multiple computers. We're talking about a, a computer, computer. Okay. Um, you know, let's look at the government checks that are due to people. Now, 
We know based on income levels, black people definitely qualify for those COVID checks. Yep. However, according to a 2018 report from the uh, FDIC, 16.9% of black households were unbanked in 2017. 16.9% of black households were unbanked in 2017, meaning no one in the household had a checking or a savings account compared with just 3% of white households who did have, uh, uh, you know, checking accounts, right? Like, right. It's, it's crazy. I can't make this stuff you up. You can't man. make it up. <laughs> so even if you, you owe the check, you can't, everybody ain't getting the check. Right, right, right. exactly. Just, it's just crazy. It's just yeah. mind boggling. And people don't think about these things. No. And that's what we're trying to bring it to the forefront. And we're over here haggling over whether or not you're going to get an extra stimulus check or this, that, and the other. Right. And look, and I, and I get it, you know, we're blessed and we, we did things and sacrificed to be able to do stuff, but. I mean, now we have to take care of our families. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. because they're part of... Uh, That's right. We're the stimulus. Right. Exactly. And But, you know, when you start thinking about who's impacted, because we have more pressure on us, we're more susceptible to some of the health issues. Yes. Hypertension and stress, you know, high blood pressure, you know, this, that, and the other. And then it's like, wow, how did that even happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! I yeah. need I need a sip of my cocktail. Well, I'm sipping while you talk. That's right. I'm sipping right now. <laughs> so those, I mean, those receipts are, are just crazy, and and hopefully it was help bring this point home of what we're trying to talk about. But now we're just going to switch gears a little bit. Get that uh, paper pen together. We're going to share some secrets with you, and we'll share four secrets. We'll share with you about how to support women and BIPOC employees during the pandemic, and how underrepresented and employees can thrive post-pandemic. To summarize the four secrets that we'll share with you today, the first one is follow the public health guidelines. Two, stop the performance art and be a true ally and advocate. Three, look for opportunities in in pandemic-proof industries. And four, be proactive when taking care of your mental and physical health. So secret number one, the best thing that we can all do to support women, BIPOC employees, and each other is to follow the damn healthcare guidelines. Wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands, <laughs> and stay home. I, I mean, really. I mean, if you're not going to wear the damn mask, right, just stay at home. Just stay at home. I mean, because it's, it's not a it's not. It's, it's really not like a suggestion right. for you to wear, right? It's like mandatory. When you look at these these. When you look at these numbers and who it's impacting and everyone else, when you're out there showing out not wearing your mask or, you know, not socially distancing or acting like if you don't go do this one event, you know, that you're going to miss out on all life. Right. You're putting you're putting your family members at risk. Absolutely. And and the people who are most uh, the, the, the most dangerous people out there are the ones who don't show any symptoms. Yes, that's right. The asymptomatic carriers. Yeah. That's right. Those, those and that's usually young, younger folks. Yeah. yeah. And, and those types of things. And it's, uh, yeah, we, we just got to do it. I mean, if you want to help those essential employees, do what you're supposed to do. And 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 it really ain't that hard to wash your damn hands, man. Just wash your hands, man. That's right. You know, wash your hands. Secret number two, stop the performance art and be a true ally and advocate for women 
and underrepresented employees, right? I mean, I know it 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 sounds good to be like I'm a true ally and if you're asking people how they're doing but you really don't care, you know, if you're just posting stuff because it's Black History Month. Right. You know, or you're just posting things Black Lives Matter and you're just liking. Like if you're not really out there trying to put in the work, if you're really not out there trying to get the education, if you're really not out there trying to change the 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 system. Yep. Given that you know some of us do have different privileges than other, you got to put that on the line to be able to really be a true ally. No, it's true, and it, it makes me reflect back to last season episode with uh, with Barbara Lee, mm-hmm. right? It's this is the time to step up and talk to your Congress people, talk to your senators, talk to your government officials about lack of health care access. Talk to them about getting these checks to these people (laughs) so that they can live for Christ's sake. You know, all of these things that we've been talking about, get them broadband internet access into these communities that don't have it. All of that stuff has to come from legislation. Yep. You got to change. You got to change some of those eviction and foreclosure laws and all of that stuff. All that stuff. No, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. Right. Secret number three is, at the end of the day, this is not going to be the last pandemic. And so I encourage everyone, especially um, underrepresented employees, to look for opportunities right now in these kind of pandemic-proof industries. Look at look at the industries that are striving right now during COVID, the tech companies, the online businesses, video and telecommunications companies, and a few others. Such a start to prepare yourself to be a part of those industries so you don't become the next essential worker or the next employer employee who's kind of put out of work because your business is shut down. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, now is the perfect time. You know, if, if there is some online classes you need to uh, be taking or some type of a trade type of situation that you can do virtually. I mean, you're never going to have another time like this. Yep. In 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 in. The foreseeable future, you know, That's where right. you can Let's actually, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, where you can literally work across, you know, state lines, mm-hmm. or you can be somewhere else and not necessarily have to attend. Where you can go to school, you don't physically have to. Like, this is a good time. This is a good time. So for we're that. talking about some of these programs are like twelve to eighteen months. You know, some other ones may be a little bit longer than that, mm-hmm. but. We've already been in the game here in this in this 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 pandemic environment for over a year. Yes, a year now. I mean, I wouldn't try to wait until you see what happens with the vaccine or right, this that, all the that other. Stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking by the end of 2021, you, we should see some movement. Oh, for sure. So That's right. I would hate to be one of those individuals who was waiting to see what was going to happen right, before you figure out what you before, figure out what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. No doubt. You know, I, I think the 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 last secret you know here, secret number four is. Again, be proactive with taking care of your mental and physical health. I mean, COVID testing, regular health care and screening, educate yourself on the vaccine and exercise. I mean, we talked about how important the uh, mental aspects were to your physical health. Yes. You know, we talked about some of those things in previous episodes. But if, if you didn't learn anything else, you know, from 2020. Yeah. It was, you got to take care of you. Got to take care of you. You, 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 you got to take care of you. That's you right. need some time to kind of decompress. If that's, you know, reading, if that's, you know, getting your spiritual side together. But you, you do need to talk to somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Ricky, this this episode has been deep, but good. I Hopefully we've enlightened a few people about, you know, 
how COVID has impacted underrepresented employees. I mean, it's and it's and it's necessary and it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. No doubt about it. So for all of our listeners out there, we really, really appreciate you as we always do. And season two, we're going to be doing some fun things this year. We got some great guests lined up. And again, if you want to hear more about this topic in particular, be sure to check out our website Uh, in our show notes for the episode. We'll have lots of resources there for you that you can do some more reading uh, and learn a little bit more about this topic. No, I appreciate that, uh, Keith. And, And again, to our listeners, if you like our delivery, our flow. I mean, I know a lot of you have asked us to speak at your company events, to have uh, different different events, and we're going to set up some things where we can touch more people. But again, if you like, you know what you're hearing, you can help. You can help these brothers out. Yeah, you know, help by us out. Just just going on Apple Podcasts and writing a review, like us, write a review, like us on LinkedIn. You know, keep following us. We have things that we release on a daily basis on those platforms so you can see but consider buying some merchandise yes or trying our coaching services i've been seeing a lot of people wearing some of those live your best life you know yes. shirts and, determined uh, yeah and all of those so you know look i we we are extremely pleased about it the other part that i'll say is become a patron on our Patreon service, right? Go go to Patreon and become you know one of our, our followers there. We're, we will be uh, planning to launch some special features and content there, where we're we're going to be interviewing quite a few people. And um, in in the essence of uh, time, we have so many people with requests on different content that they want to hear from us on a regular basis. So we'll release a small portion of that doing the podcast itself, but we'll release the full interviews on our Patreon, you know, website. So we'll have, you know, other things going, you know, on that. But we wanted to make sure that everyone got a chance just to be a part of the uh, Secrets family. No doubt. And Ricky, uh, we know one way to avoid COVID is to keep our ass at home and enjoy cocktails. So it's time (laughs) for a refill. So we're going to get back at it. So we want to thank you for joining us today on Secrets. And remember, when we share, you transform. So until next time, take care, everybody. Peace. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Don't forget to tune in next time for more hot fire. Until then, cheers. Cheers.